Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast. My name is Jamie Ivey, and I am your host. And today my guest is a girlfriend of mine named Jessica Honiger. She lives here in Austin with me, and she is the founder of Noonday Collection, which if you're not familiar about, you will be after this podcast. And I would love for you to check out their website and buy some jewelry for yourself and for all your friends. We had a great time chatting. Uh, We talked a lot about Noonday. She shared with us about Noonday, what Noonday's doing these days, uh, an awesome summer trip that Noonday's doing this summer that you can follow along with. She's taking her whole family to Africa this summer. And so we talk about that. We talk about her meal co-op, which I would love to try and see how that works out. And we also talk about um, eyelash extensions. Um, But I just love Jessica so much, and you're going to love her as well. Um, I want to say thanks a lot to Tracy for leaving a comment on the blog. She's talked about Jen and I's podcast, and she said, Thanks for sharing your happy hour of chatting. A wonderful way to procrastinate from assignment writing. Thanks so much. Sarah left a comment, and she said she got so much cleaning done while listening. I've heard that from so many people, so thank you so much. Sarah also said she's hooked on Friday Night Lights now because I kept mentioning it. Sarah, I'm happy to say that this week I finished Friday Night Lights. I loved every single minute of it, and um, I'm sad to see it go. Leanne left a comment on the blog, and so did Kim. They both said that they're loving the podcast. It's an enjoyable hour while at the gym. So I love that you're getting to work out while you are listening. I need to do myself some working out as well. Someone else left a comment. Kelly did on the blog, and she said, I enjoyed the podcast. Like others said, it was just kind of listening in on your conversation. It made kitchen cleanup faster. I don't know if I heard incorrectly, but I thought you said conglomerate instead of conglomerate. I laughed in my head about how you could coin it as a group of glamorous women. Kelly, I need to let you know that if there's one thing I can do well, it's make up words. So I probably made up a word right there. Thanks so much for your comments. Right now, I'm having a tough time with iTunes. I've made some mistakes on my part, and so they're not updating over there. So thank you to all of you that have subscribed. For right now, you'll have to listen on the website, but you can download it to your computer and listen whenever you want. Guys, thank you so much. I love doing this. It's so fun chatting with girlfriends and then sharing that time with you. So tell your friends, share the podcast, um, and just thanks so much for listening. I hope that this one is an encouragement to you as well. You will love my friend Jessica. Here we go. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the happy hour. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so Jessica and I met probably really close after I moved to Austin, and I've been here almost six years, I think, and we met at a little play group at my house. Is that correct? We did, yes. Okay. I uh, Kimberly invited me over, and I think that was when I met you. I think so, too. And then I remember, because I have pictures, you came to my cookie exchange party. Do you remember that? I do, and I think I actually won. Which I was going to say you won something. Yes, because I do not have a baking bone in my body. That's so funny. I, I have I only know. done this. I think I've only done this once. I've, every year, I say I'm going to do it again because it was so much fun. But I invited just a bunch of people, and I asked y'all all to bring like a dozen cookies or something like that. It was around I, Christmas. No, I think it was more like two or three, and then we all brought like a big. We brought you know big a Tupperware, Tupperware. Uh-huh. and then. 
filled it up with all the different cookies and then got to take those to teachers and neighbors. And it was yes. awesome. And it was so fun. You're such a good gatherer. You're I'd love to gather about, people. I really do. I know. You're so good at that. And there were like prizes for best cookie, best, all la, 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 and you won. I won, I think. Did prettiest you, cookie or something, something. maybe. I. I don't know. It, it was quite shocking. I'll go back and find the old blog post okay. so everyone can see your cookie. But that's so fun. So that's how we met. And when we met, if you don't, I told you in the introduction earlier, but Jessica is the founder um, of Noonday Collection. And so when we met, you were there was no Noonday. There was no Noonday. Yeah. I was just starting to think about um, adoption. And so it was just one of those crazy weeks where really my husband and I, Joe, committed to say, okay, we're really asking God. Um, My second son was, I think, about 18 months, and it was like, let's figure out how how we want to grow our family. And it was like all this crazy stuff started happening in that same week. Like um, we started praying about... um, I think it was, that was the week we decided to pick a country maybe, or maybe that I, I can't remember, but bottom line is I was like, okay, are we going to do this? And then I get invited to this play group and I go and every single person in the play group has adopted or is adopting, including you. Yes. And I looked at you and was like, yeah, my husband and I, da, 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 da. I'm sure you got that all the time. And you just looked at me and you're like, a lot of people say they're going to adopt and very few people actually do. So <laughs> pick a country, figure out your next step. I was like, Oh gosh. Okay. Of course I'm like always up to a challenge. So it was like, well, I'm going to show her like, I'm not one of these talkers, man. Like I mean it. <laughs> that is so funny. I remember those conversations. I hope I was nicer than how you make it sound. No, no, you were nice. Oh. But it was just so crazy, too, because then the next day, I it was during the Oprah Winfrey days. I missed those days. I, know, I that love me some Oprah. Wind yep. down with Oprah. Huh. Anyway, I was, so I was having my little 4 p.m. wind down with Oprah, and it was the day that Lisa Turkhurst was on with all their entire crew from wherever they are, the Carolina area. Mm-hmm. And it was all of the kids from Liberia. And... All, it was all about adoption. That was like literally within 24 hours of you being like, you better do this. So it was <laughs> I think God crazy. was lining it all up. He lined me up, man. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful because it was, it was very clear. It's so good. Well, last week on the happy hour, when elder was on and she yes. told, we did not talk very much about noonday because I knew you were going to be on here next, but she did tell me that she was like maybe the fifth ambassador that you had. She and does. now y'all have almost 600 ambassadors. So yes. real quick, tell people if they're listening and they don't know what noonday is, give them a quick snippet about it. And maybe even, well, Wynn kind of talked about the ambassador stuff, but what is Noonday? So we use fashion and design to create economic opportunity for vulnerable peeps people around the world in um, over 10 countries around the world. And so um, I have lived overseas and used to be a part of Food for the Hungry and was mentored by Steve Corbett, who was one of the co-authors for When Helping Hurts. And I met my husband through Food for the Hungry, and we just have had a long history of 
um, working among the poor. And, um, I kind of began my journey of, of wanting to work among the poor when I was in the eighth grade. And so, um, I had just my whole life sort of known that I wanted to give my life to justice, um, but didn't know how it was really gonna, gonna look like. So I tried a million different things. Um, I major, I ended up getting my master's in education. I, thought um, I was supposed to be like a social worker. I tried that for a little bit. I did sort of the nonprofit fundraising thing for a little bit. I lived overseas for a couple of years. Um, but it's just interesting because all along, God had in store to use my um, just entrepreneur, my passion for entrepreneurship, um, my desire to really be able to paint a picture of work. Um, I feel like, you know, when I think about um, creation and how God created the world and he rested on the seventh day and he was a worker and he is a creator and he asked us to join him in that. And I believe that when we go and affirm that and other people, there's something that really um, restores them and brings dignity to them when we say that you have the ability to work. And, you know, people... Um, People are meant to work, and yet in so many different countries around the world, that's that's kind of one of the big missing pieces. And so um, I really wanted to help create economic empowerment opportunities for people. And it kind of ended up, it was through craftsmanship, which works out great because I love fashion. I am definitely your probably most accessorized friend. You and are. I-, <laughs> I love even the picture that I'm putting up today with you in the show notes. I, when you sent that to me, I was like, that is so Jessica. You have on so many necklaces and bracelets. <laughs> and I try to do that. When I walk out of my house, I'm like, this just, I don't know if I can do this. Girl, you're rocking some big old earrings as I'm looking at you right now. So these you're my, good. These are my, by our friend Tiffany Wade. She makes yes, them. Yes. Um, okay. So you're so fashionable and I love that. So you say, I didn't know this. Y'all are in 10 countries. Yep. We're ten in countries. over 10 countries. And so yep. you have women and men, obviously, who create. Do you guys design the pieces or do they design the pieces? So it's extremely collaborative, um, and it really kind of depends. But we have a design team here in Austin. Our designer um, has come, used to work for Free People, and um, she is, is awesome. And so we um, travel. There's always someone every month uh, in the Noonday office out of the country. So it's crazy because it was just um, two years ago we were working out of my house and in my master bedroom with like just a handful of shippers and packers and my business partner. And now we have about 35 employees um, in our East Austin office. And so we have a whole design studio here. And so we really like to look at the local materials and what's available to the artisans in their own context. And then we look at what are their skills. Many of them have these, you know, passed down through generation um, techniques that they're able to, to apply. And so we look at all of those things and then we try to create, you know, fashion relevant pieces that we know the Western marketplace will just fall in love with. And so it's just this very symbiotic, really cool, um, process. Sometimes some of our designs can take, you know, over a year in development just before we know that, um, they're, they're able to produce it and at a cost effective and in, in a beautiful way. So I love everything about noonday so much. And I have so many pieces that Jessica has been so sweet to give to me. And I've, gotten some at shows and everything, but everything is just so beautiful. And when actually just gave away on Monday, 
a $50 gift card to somebody. So that oh, is cool. so fun. And so many people that left comments saying, I don't have any noonday, but I really want some. And so it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it for gifts and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So speaking yeah. of noonday, um, this summer, y'all have a big summer with noonday. So yes. I want to talk about this style for justice trip that's yeah. coming up really soon. I want to talk about that. And then after that, I want to talk about you t- taking your family to Uganda. Yes. So yes. first of all, the style for, Ju- style for justice trip, mm-hmm. um, which sounds amazing that you guys are partnering with IJM. Um, I can't even believe that all this is happening. It's going to be so fun. Tell, yes. tell us, it's going to be storytellers. So tell us what you're all are doing and what your purpose is. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy how the whole thing came to be. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, our friend Jen Hatmaker, she um, has just been one of Noonday's biggest cheerleaders. And she um, said a couple of years ago, I would love to write for Noonday someday. And this is, of course, when I did not even uh, earn a salary and was working out of my bedroom. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, that could never happen. That's crazy. Um, but then here a couple of years later, um, it just really um, I thought it would be really awesome to be able to take a group of women who who loves New Day and who has a platform of influence and um, to be able to share stories and also create. So I really wanted to form like a really creative team that harnesses photography and storytelling um, and design. And so um, I gathered a few people and then I knew that I wanted to collaborate with um, an organization that I really believed in and also that I wanted to bring kind of maybe more exposure to that organization. And so um, there's an organization called International Justice Mission that my husband and I have supported and um, just have a lot of really um, great relationships there. And so I tagged my friend Melissa, who's the vice president over there of their development. And she's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's see how we can make this work. So so it's been really great. It's been, um, you know, forging a, a partnership is, is challenging, but we both really have this shared vision to change the conversation around poverty and to kind of get people talking about maybe some of the deeper structural issues of poverty that we don't often talk about, um, issues that relate to the correlation between poverty and violence and injustice. And, and, and so we're hoping to be able to platform some of those stories and um, our seamstresses in Rwanda. Wanda, they um, recently um, realized that they were not keeping up with our orders and knew that they needed to um, be able to hire more women into their cooperative. And so um, they interviewed clients from International Justice Mission and ended up accepting and hiring two women from um, from International Justice Mission who had um, been working with them and, and IJM had helped them bring some of their perpetrators to justice. And um, IJM had reached out and said, hey, these, these women need jobs and they know how to sew. And so um, that's kind of how that, that happened. And so we're excited to tell that story, um, in Rwanda that in July. so fun. Now, who are your storytellers that are going? So Jen Hatmaker, uh-huh. um, Jenny Allen, uh-huh. who founded the If Gathering and she, um, she and I both have sons from the same orphanage. And so we also kind of dreamed, dreamed about going to Rwanda together. Um, Rachel Myers, who writes, she reads truth and she has just been a huge Noonday fan. She's had, Tons of trunk shows, and I met her last summer in Guatemala, actually, when I was with a group of ambassadors there. 
Emily Lex, who blogs over at Jones Design Journal, and she's just been a designer that we have collaborated with in the past and who also has just been a big Noonday fan. And so she's going to kind of help us do some design work when we're there. And then um, Kelly Hampton, who also is a big Noonday fan and wrote a beautiful book called Bloom that really inspired me and her her little girl has Down syndrome and my business partner, um, his, well, he has a little boy with Down syndrome. And so we just, um, really wanted to help, um, to just kind of forge the Down syndrome community. And then when Elder, yes. who you chatted with last, last week, who's an yep. ambassador. So she, she gets to come as a noonday ambassador blogger and then Paige, who is also a noonday ambassador blogger and photographer. So it's, it's a really neat group. And then we also are, um, Wanted to include someone else um, on the team, and you know we know that there's so many of these blogger trips happen, and um, we wanted to really give someone an opportunity who might not have just the straight up numbers that would maybe enable an organization to, to justify, okay, we're going to take you. And so we just opened up the opportunity to any woman across America who wanted to advocate and who feels like they're an advocate and wanted to come. Um, help tell these stories. And, um, and so we opened it up to the whole nation, not knowing what was going to happen. And I am just floored by the women out there in the style for justice community and just how many women have even just met while during the contest and been rooting each other on. And, um, I mean, man, it's, it's crazy. It's so fun. Yeah. If you want to get inspired, go on to the Style for Justice, New Day Collection slash Style for Justice, and just watch these these videos and read these stories. Okay. So you have top three now. Can people still vote? Yes. Okay, yes. So definitely. we need people to go vote. Yes. Go vote. Okay. Go, go listen to these women. They're three inspiring women and, and you know, send, send one of them with us. That is so amazing. So. Okay. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. 
I personally love a good 45 minute hip hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. That's onepeloton.com. So after you do Rwanda, yes, you are taking your entire family, which is your husband, Joe, and your three kids to Uganda. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is, I think, interesting. We took a kid for the first time out of the country last summer, and you've taken Amelie, your daughter. Where did y'all go? India? No, we went to Ethiopia, Rwanda, and Uganda. Oh, I, I don't know why I thought you took her to India. Yeah. Um, so you've taken Amelie out. Now, she's the only one that you've taken, right? Right. Your daughter. Yes. Okay, so your whole family is going. I need you to tell me if this is stressing you out because it stresses me out for you. Like, is everyone having to get all their shots this summer? Are the kids excited? Are they stressed? You're packing and don't even let people know that, like, you're going to be out of the country before you meet your family well, in that's Uganda. The thing. It's my fourth international trip <laughs> that I'm leading between now that's and what I was gonna say. when I see them. So I'm like, okay, let me get over. I'm going to Guatemala with ambassadors in a couple of weeks. And then, um, yeah, I'm after the IJM trip, 25 ambassadors are coming over to Rwanda as well to come meet up with the seamstresses and just build the relationship because then the ambassadors get to meet the women behind the pieces yes. they've been selling. And then the women get to meet the people who've been selling their items. Um, and so after I'm hanging out with, with my 25 rock star girls for a few days, I'll fly to Uganda where my husband is going to meet me with my three kids and my in-laws because there's like would never ask my husband to fly over with my three kids so you know I um I'm just, I'm just so excited. We, um, the Ugandan group, um, we started with, with Jaya and Daniel. Those were the first people to supply to Noonday and they were um, just extremely poor at the time and just didn't know how, what their future was going to hold and really how they were going to be able to provide an education to their kids. And, and now, you know, three years later, they have, um, are employing over 300 artisans in Uganda and they are really part of middle class Uganda. So they're like family. Jaya came and stayed with me, um, for about a month last, uh, Christmas around Christmas time. And, and so her kids are the same age as mine. And, and we really are, she is like the Ugandan version of me. And her husband is the Ugandan version of Joe, my husband. I mean, it's crazy. It is, it's totally bizarre. So, um, so yeah, we just know that this is, this is our life now. And, um, you know, we're in a relationship and, so it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be good. I, yeah, I don't, I, I do need to do the shot thing. I, that's, I get more stressed <laughs> out about making time for it. There's to on your to-do list. Yeah. Okay. So you are a very well-traveled woman. You have been to lots of countries. You have lived in lots of countries. I mean, I love that about you. That's one of my favorite things. But I was just looking the other day and CNN has a 10 dare you to go places to visit. This is 10 places. And I was thought of you and I was like, I wonder if Jessica has been to any of these places. Okay. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Number one, Bolivia. I used to live there. See, you're already (laughs) one for 10. Bolivia. Bolivia, So you live, what did you do in Bolivia? That's when I was with Food for the Hungry. 
So I lived out in the boonies and worked among the Quechua people and didn't have like running water or electricity and lived a very simple, amazing life. Um, that it was a very special, precious time that, I mean, I, I mean, talk about, I mean, first of all, iPhones didn't exist back then, but right. I mean, no computer. I mean, it was, it was. Did you real. meet Joe in Bolivia? I met him through Food for the Hungry training. Okay. Um, before, right before I left for Bolivia. So we met, kind of knew, kind of knew this was it, fell in love pretty quickly for a month. <laughs> and then I flew to Bolivia. And I, since I was living out in the boonies, um, he would actually email one of my coworkers that lived in the city. And that coworker would print out the emails and then they would send the emails out on a truck to me. Oh and so, my gosh. And, but I couldn't email him back until I would get back to the city every two or three weeks. <laughs> it was crazy. That is crazy. Oh, that is so sweet. Okay. The next one is Malawi. I have not been to Malawi. Okay. No, we'd love to get there. I have never been, um, to any country in Africa. Girlfriend. We gotta go. We're going to I want to do a trip. I want to start. We were doing all these ambassador trips, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm wanting to do hostess trips. Let's do it. Trips. Yes. We'll plan it. Okay. Next is Mongolia. Nope. Nope. But I would love to get over more, more to that area yeah, of the world. Me neither. Okay. The next is Idaho right here in the States. Oh my gosh. No, I've never been to Idaho, but you know what? We have ambassadors there. Okay. Well, listen to this. So last summer... I went, Aaron and I went to Montana with a bunch of friends and we had to, I mean, the the tip of Idaho right before Montana is just tiny. We had to drive through Idaho. So I guess I've kind of been to Idaho, but when I was in Montana last year at the, uh, oh gracious, at the national park, uh, Glacier National Park, it was the most beautiful place I've ever been in my entire life. Are you serious? I am so serious. And so we even have friends getting married and they love like camping. And I was like, y'all need to go to Montana, but Idaho, I know. Isn't yes. That, that makes me want to go there. Cause I go visit ambassadors around the country. So you I'm like, to go I gotta to Idaho. go. It's beautiful. I do. Especially I just went to Mississippi. Okay. Well that didn't make this list. <laughs> 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 Sorry. All you Mississippians. Okay. Okay. Next is Romania. No, never been there. Never. I've really never been to Eastern Europe. It's definitely on the list. Okay. Next is, I think I'm going to mispronounce this, but Cape Breton. It is off of, um, it looks like, um, in off Canada on the Atlantic side off Canada. Okay. Yeah. It looks beautiful in the pictures. I've never been there. I've never even heard of it. Um, the Arctic circle. Nope. See, you're making me feel like I haven't been anywhere now. Well, these are really like... This makes me want to like get on a plane. These are really obscure places except for Idaho. Okay, the <laughs> next one is... I'm definitely going to um, mispronounce this. It's B-H-U-T-A-N. Butan? Oh, Butan. Yeah. Butan? Nope. Mm-hmm. Never. Nope. Haven't been there yet. I've never even heard of it. I bet you have. I have, yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Okay. The next is Northland right by New Zealand. No. Gosh, it looks beautiful. Oh my gosh. I've heard New Zealand is just gorgeous. Yes. Yes. Okay. The last one, this is kind of done. It says space. Really? CNN space. (laughs) Hey, they're doing privatized space travel now. Would you do that? 
Oh, you know, I don't know if I would. The last craziest thing I did was when I, you know, a lot of probably listeners have maybe done this if they've been to Uganda, but I went, you know, did the whole uh, White River mm-hmm. rafting on the Nile River. And they were level five rapids, and we hit a crazy rapid that, like, we rode for a long time. And I was kind of the last one in the boat. And so when it finally flipped, you know, it flipped right on me, and I got sucked in a little bit. And I was, like, a mom of two at the time, and it was, like, really great. But looking back, I just feel like I'm losing – like, I love adrenaline, and I love doing those adventurous things. But I don't know. I I don't know. I, I would say it, that I lost a lot of that when I became a mom. It does. It yep. just, I don't know. It makes you think about it a little bit more. Yeah, there's uh, like more on the line. But I don't know. It's like, would you go do space travel or skydive? Because I bet space travel might be safer than skydiving. I just have, I don't know why. I don't have any desire to go to space. I, I don't even, that doesn't appeal to me at all. Now, I don't want to skydive either. Aaron did that. Before we had kids, he did that. And I just, I I think I, I don't know if I would right now with little kids. Mm. I I went whitewater rafting in Montana. It's fun. It was a lot of fun. It is fun. Now we didn't hit anything like y'all did because I hear that is crazy. Um, in Uganda, but there's like crocodiles on the Nile and stuff. So did you see crocodiles? No, that would freak me out. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was fun, but yeah, yeah, I don't think I'll do that again. Okay, I want to ask you about this, Jessica, because I think a lot of people will be interested in this. Tell me about your meal co-op. Oh, yes. Because you I love this, and you've talked to me about it a lot, and so tell yes. me what you do. You know, it's just so awesome, um, and people ask me a lot, you know, how do you, working mom and all of that, and I think a huge part of it, because my family and I, we do eat dinner together pretty much every single night, and um, we, yeah, so I have a meal co-op that we started probably, it's probably been three or four years, honestly, it's probably been four years now. And, um, it's just two of my really good friends that live near me in my neighborhood. And so, um, Renee, one of the gals has celiac, so we have to do it all gluten-free, but I cook, um, once a week and then they cook, um, the other times and literally we deliver hot meals to one another. So it's three hot meals a week. And then usually there's enough leftovers to kind of scrounge through a fourth. And so really at the end of the day, when I'm thinking about my shopping for the week, I'm usually only thinking about, you know, maybe two dinners. Right. Yes, it is. So when you make a meal for your family plus the other two families, how big, how much are you making? I usually double recipes. Uh, well, because one of the families has three kids, but they're all little. Uh And then the other gal, it's just her and her husband, but we still try to make it even. We still just split it three ways, no matter what. I probably end up maybe trying to do 12, cooking for 12. Okay. Yep. You know, and it kind of varies around, you know, making soups really big is not that big of a deal. But if we're wanting to like, I don't know, do shrimp or fish or something that's a little more expensive, then we'll just kind of not make quite as much. Yeah. But, um, but oh my gosh, it is. So do you feel like this saves you more time or money? I think it definitely saves time for sure. 
And I do think it, I do think it saves money. You know, we've been doing it for so long now. You just kind of know the meals that are uh-huh. going to go the furthest with your dollar. Right. Um, Joe is a really big hunter. And so we've got tons of venison and that's pretty much all my recipes are. Right. Everything has to do with venison, which everyone else loves. Yeah. So it works out. Yeah. It's good. Uh, but yeah, it's a huge time saver. And I think too, it's just kind of that commitment to, eating at home and sitting down with my family. And, you know, I usually get home from work around five. And so just to think about having to come up with meals every night when I'm just getting home from work. Now I just feel like when I come home, it's like truly time with my family for the rest of the evening. I love that so much. You know, I've wanted to do the like freezer meals where you get together Mm -hmm. and I've been trying to organize this forever. And just, you just pack all these Ziploc bags and then freeze them and they're ready. I do a lot of crock pot cooking. Yeah. So I thought about this too. I substitute teach sometimes at my kid's school. I really like to be in their classrooms and I used to be a teacher, so it's fun. But whenever I, if I work all day, so I Uh get up in the morning when I leave to take the kids to school, I also work all day. And then when I get home yeah. and then if Aaron's out of town, cause Aaron's the cook in our family, but if Aaron's yeah. out of town and I have to then like plan dinner and do homework, oftentimes I call my mom and I'm like, how did you do this? Yeah. Because no, she worked full time so. and every single night she came home and she made us dinner yeah. and was at all my basketball games. I mean, it's just crazy. So, well, and the creative juices, cause you know, so many cultures around the world, you pretty much eat the same thing every night. Like uh-huh. when I was in Guatemala, it was, you know, black beans and tortillas and eggs. But I feel like here we're all about variety yes. and like coming up with new things every single night. And I, so that's what can be challenging. I even, I don't, I just got out three new cookbooks tonight. Cause I was like, okay, summertime. I need some Get new something ideas. fresh. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Well, I just made, I, do y'all like quinoa? We do. Yeah. Okay, and that's gluten-free, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I make this really, really awesome quinoa salad that is super easy. And literally I served it last week. It was my family, another family, and we uh-huh. ate on it. And then I literally ate on it every day for like four days. Like I would Ooh, eat it for lunch. I want that recipe. That's great for summer. You know. just yes. To have it. Was it and hot I, or cold? Well, and when we ate it the first time it was hot, but then I ate it cold the rest of the week and it was awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So speaking That's- of all of this, like cooking and stuff, you, you said something about this while ago. Have you always been a working mom? Uh, working no. outside the home. Let me be politically correct. Well, you know, you know what I, I mean. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, I am such a crazy person. I feel like, um, so even right after I had Amelie, my first, I was finishing up my master's in education so, um, I was doing that so that I, I, I always kind of had something going right. on. Um, I did real estate then after that, but it was more of this idea of, oh, I work from home, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Um, so when I transitioned to like, okay, this noonday thing is like not a working from home type situation. Like it's time to, you know, office. we really had to get an office uh-huh. space and start hiring people. And I'm suddenly the CEO of this, um, growing company. That was, that was a huge, huge shift for me, as you know. And I, I, that was, I wasted a lot of energy for about a year walking in places of, of shame around, you know, feeling like, um, you know, I'm not enough. And, um, like with parenting and stuff. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of it was more uh, cultural from growing up in the South mm-hmm. and then in kind of being in sort of the, the Bible belt mm-hmm. um, and just not having a whole lot of other Christian women around me that, that worked. But the thing is, is there's not tons of opportunity for women that are wanting to kind of be, you know, I kind of have the best of both worlds where I have a really flexible schedule and, um, and all of that. So anyway, it was definitely, um, you know, I used to drive to the office and think, oh my gosh, am I in, in sin right now? Um, it was crazy. There are some crazy thoughts and, um, really it robbed me from really receiving the provision that God was providing in my life. Like our awesome babysitter, Lauren, who, you know, mm-hmm. who is Jesus in the flesh the to best. our family. Yes. And, um, my husband, who he has an extremely flexible job and really enjoys being at home <laughs> and like doing house things. That's just kind of his thing. His mom just like raised him to be very clean. And that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think I wasted so much energy, but it was a process. And I think ultimately it's a process that led me to receive the approval that comes from, from God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think once I was able to just stand that and, and stand in that and really um, just receive God's affirmation and his perfection and his perfect approval over me and over the calling that he'd given me, there's just so much freedom came from that. And I'm just such a better mom um, because of it. And um, just I can see that in you. Like I can see that you do live in that freedom now. Good. Yeah. That's no, I can't. Yeah. I think that this is something that women struggle with no matter where you are. I remember when I had little kids and I've been a, I've been an at home mom since we had kids. And I remember there were days where I just felt like, and this was a lie as well, but I just felt like I can do more than just this. Like mm. I I, 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 I have more in me, God, than just babies. And I'm not a baby person. Like I'm, my kids are older now and I'm loving every single thing about them way more than toddlers and babies. That's just who I am. But, you know, I was working outside of the home when I worked at the radio station for a while. And then I was just like, I did the same thing. I was like, I'm not with my kids enough. My kids, you know, they deserve me at home. It was just this. So I, I, I see it that women are always putting these pressures on us, yeah. no matter, no matter what you're doing. If you're working outside the home, then you're afraid that you're not there for your kids. Well, that I think much. we want this formula. We want a formula that says spend this much time with your kids, do A, B, C, and D, and they're going to turn out like A, B, C, and D. And that's so, so not true. For me, I think for me, it was just more of a reality of, of God's sovereignty mm-hmm. and just knowing that um, this isn't all about me. Yeah. You know, this is about God and the plans that he has for my life. And the, really the calling, that was a huge thing. Um, when I met Amanda Jones, Beth Moore's daughter and, um, around a, a year or so ago when I was kind of, uh, kind of in the throes of this. And she just, you know, said, you know, my mom just made it so clear that this was our family calling. And, you know, we understood that, that this was what God had called our family to. And yeah. so, you know, I think that's another reason we're taking the kids to Africa this summer and that they just, they understand that this is, this is what God's called our whole family to. And, and it's important and, and good work. And so, um, so yeah, I think that women, we, 
I don't know what it is, but we put these formulas. We think, okay, we need to, if we do this, then this will happen. And really at the end of the day, I mean, so much research has been done to show that that's the bottom line is, is kids want to know that they were loved, you know, and, and when they know that, that that's really what makes yeah. the difference yeah. in their lives. Yeah. Um, and when my mom really helped me too, just because she, when I was struggling with this, she was a stay at home mom, but we would literally like watch general hospital every day when I was like five years old. And I mean, she was like, Jessica, you're a better mom than me. You know, from what she sees, she's like, I yelled at you guys all the time. And I was always overwhelmed and everything else. And, and I think that was a good perspective shift too, that it's not like, you know, I was putting so on a pedestal, like Mm -hmm. I should be homeschooling my children if they are really going to love God Mm -hmm. and follow Jesus. Like that was, what was going on in my head. And, and it's just, that's not true for us and our family, you know? And I think that's what women have to do is you really do have to figure out what is, what works best for our family, what works best for our marriage, what works best for our kids and work, what works best for each kids individually. I mean, every kid is different. And so I, I love that you're talking about when you found, started finding your approval in God and that just changed it all because yeah. we're always going to get mixed messages from other women from the world, from everything else. I mean, there's only so much wisdom, you know, you can do. And I even remember after adopting Jack, you know, there's all these books out there, like do this, do Mm -hmm. this, do this. And I remember watching Joe one day with Jack after he'd been having a meltdown and he was just kind of cuddling him like a baby. Mm -hmm. And he was almost three at the time and just whispering in his ear. And, and I'm like, Oh my God. And like Jack was totally responding, which was rare Mm -hmm. at that time. And I was like, oh my gosh, babe, what, how did you figure this out? What book did you read? Right. And I was like, it wasn't. I just have been paying attention to Jack and like felt like this was something that would, he would cue into, you uh-huh. know? And it was just such a like moment for me to just be like, it's not about, you know, you can glean from other people, but ultimately you've got to just parent and live your life walking in the Holy Spirit, you know, um, just, I was reading the scripture this morning in Isaiah, you know, that says, I am the God who, um, will teach you what will profit you, you know, and show you the way that you should go. And so there really is that place of being attuned to the spirit in your life and in your family's life, you know, every day. I love it so much. Oh, parenting is hard. I always say it's one of my, like, I want to get to the end of my life and I want to know that I've parented well, but it's also like the scariest job that I have in my life. Right. Yeah, it is. Cause it's ultimately not in our control. Nope. It's not. Okay. Let's move on to something really, really deep now in our next conversation. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Should I get these eyelash extension things? <laughs> you know what? This is so funny because, um, so for our last noonday shoot, our next, our next lookbook will come out in August mm-hmm. and we, um, have had a more mature model, um, in, in this shoot. What do you mean shoot. by that? More mature. She is in her late sixties. Oh, and this you mean gorgeous, an older woman. This older woman. And she, so it was her and then we had two other women and it's kind of this mother daughter story. Oh, okay. And anyway, she, we were all at the photo shoot. There's like 15 of us on set and we were all like 
half of us had these like eyelash extensions and she's like, what on earth? This is amazing. And then she got them just glued in. Uh-huh. Well, it's so funny. I saw her today. She's like, notice something. She totally has the lashes. Oh my and gosh. Now, I noticed like everybody now at our office is like, go in. we all got a group on to this one place in town. And it's like, she's becoming like the noonday eyelash lady. So funny. Okay. So I have a question because you just said something that I don't know about. What's the difference between getting them glued on and the like extensions? Well, there's like, you know, just, uh, you can go to wherever to your local pharmacy or grocery store and buy. Oh, okay. I've seen those. those. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Those that we were using on the photo shoot. Oh, okay. So I went to this nail place that I've gone to forever and they have two options, which I don't understand. They have an option that's like a hundred dollars that will last uh-huh. a month and then uh-huh. an option that's like $20 that will last two weeks. I don't know about the lasting thing. I know I've done two different types. So some of the gals at my office for my birthday got me, um, got me these lashes and I was thinking, Oh, great. This is the last thing I have time for, but I'll go do it. You know, they got it for me. Uh I better go do this. So I went and they were just like the normal lashes and they're a little bit thicker. They almost, they look like you definitely have mascara on. Okay. And then the last time I did, I've only done it two times. But this last time I got what they call minks, which I think it's actually mink hair. Oh. And so it's super soft. So it's almost just like your real lashes. So they're not as thick. Okay. They're not as dramatic, but they feel too, totally normal. Like I don't notice mine at all, but mine lasts at least three or four weeks. I mean, they start, I mean, they... You they do, fall out. They fall out. So yeah. that's a little the awkward part because uh-huh. you're not supposed to pull them out. So I feel like I have like half lashes. You like two long ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a little weird. Well, the only reason I thought about this is because um, by the time everyone's listening to this, I will be on a beach in Mexico. Um, Aaron yeah. and I are going to Mexico this week. And I just thought, wow, that would just be really fun to have these eyelashes in. So then I don't have to worry about mascara and it would just no. be, it's you really don't wear fun. makeup. Yes. No, I mean, you don't wear makeup in Mexico. No, you just wake up and Lip there are your eyelashes. And some eyelashes. I mean, it's any, out of any beauty thing that I've tried and this is why I didn't want to do it. Cause I thought I do not want to get addicted to this. Cause then you have to but, do it again. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it just makes you feel pretty. Okay, so I I don't know. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to go tomorrow and see what I can do. Oh, girl. But you and Joe are going to Mexico too, right? Yes, on Friday. Well, I can't believe we're going to be missing. I know. We're not going to be in the the same place. Different ocean sides. Different ocean sides. Mexico is, we've talked about this before, but Mexico for Aaron and I is just like a a happy place for us. And what's funny is Aaron is not a beach person. Okay. But he keeps wanting to go back here, which makes me happy oh, because good. I yes. love the sun. So what we'll, what I'll, does he do though? What does he do that's what everyone when you're teaching it? So when I say beach, I don't want to lay on the beach all day. I want to be okay. by the beach and hear the beach and see the beach, but I really like to be at a pool. And so okay. I'll lay by the pool and read for hours upon hours and he'll sit mm-hmm. in the shade and read or sit in the shade and write like, so, but he'll, he can sit. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll stay out there. Doesn't, okay, it's, not it's the more heat. just the beach thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. And the heat and the in the sand. He's not into all that. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is our first time. We have always gone and stayed at like resorts where they have you know people bringing you stuff at the pool and room service. But this time we did Airbnb. So we'll see how this turns out. But I cannot wait to hear about this. We're so excited. It's yes. I'm so so excited. And this we is, need to exchange notes next week when we both get back. Are y'all going just you two? 
Oh yeah. Okay. This is our first time to go on a trip alone in the past like six years. We always travel with other people. And so we're really excited. Yeah. It's, it's so special and and good and so restoring. I mean, Joe and I, especially just with noonday and both working and just the capacity and the craziness, we really try to pull away once every six months. Um, and it like really, really helps just keep the intimacy in our marriage going. I always say, and I know that we're blessed to be able to do this. And I, I think that everyone can find a way to get away somehow, but, um, it's, it is, it's like really, really, really helps us keep a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. even just not having all the other stresses in life. So it's not even like we can't talk at night when the kids are in bed, but it's just, there's still the stresses. And so when you it's get away being out of your house, yes. And we won't have like, we won't be using our phone. I mean, it's just, you're just yeah. away. It's so good. It is good. Okay. Well, we'll have to, yeah. we'll have to share notes about the places we that will. we went. Okay. Jessica, I wish we had a hundred more hours because I literally in my list in front of me have, at least four more main big topics that we could talk about. So we'll have to do this again. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll be there. We'll have to do it again. It was great. So I am so glad that you joined me tonight and I hope I get my eyelash extensions this week. We shall see. Okay. I'm going to text you right now. My lady, you will love her. You should go. I I think you should go to my lady. I don't know about your place. Okay. I'm a little worried about your place. <laughs> Cause I told you, you don't want to mess around. These are your eyes we're talking about. I know. It's a little different than nails, you know, that's true. I do have to go get my shellac tomorrow. Cause okay. I got we'll sold get- on that this spring. Oh my God. I know shellac <sighs> and eyelashes and bikini just- waxes. Oh, it's like, I know all of these things. Nobody got time for that. No. I do want to get, um, um, laser. Have you had laser anywhere? Laser hair removal? Yeah, I have friends and they said it was the most painful thing. One of my friends like kicked the esthetician in the <gasps> stomach. No, we have a friend that we both know. I won't call her out on here, but she just had okay. it and she loves it because it's like low maintenance for the rest of your life, rest of your life. And she said it was not painful. Really? Yes. She must have been on Vicodin or something. No, I kid you not. And she's got tattoos and she said this, it was not painful. What? Well, tattoos. That was probably her reference point. Yeah, that's those painful. are kind of painful. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. it's like, well, compared to tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Okay. Well, Jessica, have a good week. Enjoy thanks. Mexico. Thank you. You too. We will. And thank you so much for joining us today. Don't you just love my friend Jessica? I hope you enjoyed this hour and thanks for joining us at happy hour. I'm having trouble with iTunes, so I will hopefully get it back on iTunes quickly. But until then, thanks for listening on my website. Any more questions, you can visit the show notes at jamieivy.com. I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope June is an amazing month for you, and I'm so glad it's summer. Thanks for listening to the happy hour, guys. See you next week.